Hey friends, welcome back to the Sunning 65 podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Schultz, and today I'm joined by Naomi Whitney. She is a dear sister in Christ and friend, and we chat about committing to living in godly community, boundaries, God's unending grace in our lives, and more. Enjoy! Hello, friends. Today I am joined by my friend Naomi Whitney. Hey, Nay. Hey, I'm so hi. glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. This is so fun. Okay, I didn't actually tell you I was going to do this, but um, oh. do you remember? Can you share how we became friends? Do you remember the first time we met? Can you share our story? Do you do you know our, what our I story was actually is? thinking about that on uh, actually yesterday, and I was like, I think it was. I know it was at UNO. Mm-hmm. At I think Mav Village. Yes. Welcome. Yes. Week? Yeah. Yes. And it oh was like gosh. one of the first days. I think I like met you when you were moving in. Maybe I don't. I don't remember how I met you, but I know that it was at Mav. Yeah. And I think it was, it was at Danny's. Yeah, it was at Danny's. Yeah. She oh, lived I, in my building. Yes. One of, one of Naomi's best friends. Yeah. Lived in my building. Oh my gosh! And we met, and you were playing basketball for mm-hmm. UNO. Yeah. 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 I think that's all. Yeah. And then like a couple of days later, you came out to my house. Or I came to something. You came to like a, did I ever a come women's to your house? meeting. Well, yeah. it, the women's meeting was, was at, at your house. My parents' house. Oh, cool. I didn't yeah. know that was your house. Or like, that was a cool It was place. like, well, it was like, I think it was okay. on my parents' property. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then like, we just stayed connected after that. It's not mm-hmm. like we were like good friends. No, we just somehow stayed connected. We stayed connected through social media and mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. And, then and then I you- ended up. Moved. shooting well oh you, yeah you moved you, you sh- moved back to, or you were in lincoln yeah i moved to lincoln and you moved back to omaha or no i was in omaha yeah. and i ended up leaving omaha and then yes. coming back to omaha yes. but like we just stayed connected through mm-hmm. social media and i ended up shooting a few of your friends danny included yep um their danny. weddings yeah and so we'd like reconnect at the weddings and it was like the best thing ever it's yeah, like it was so wonderful. fun spending the days together oh yeah, you shot a bunch of weddings that I was in. I was in like yes. six weddings that year. And I think you... Like, I was like three of them, I feel Yeah, like. you shot three of them. Yeah. Really, it's been, I feel like in the last like two years, mm-hmm. possibly more, but that yeah. we just started connecting more and mm-hmm. like chatting more because yep. she's in Lincoln still. That's like 50 minutes to an hour yeah. away from Omaha. Yeah, just started talking and you even yeah. came down to Omaha one day and hung out with us yes. for a few hours. Yeah. And then... Now we've just grown this sweet friendship. Yeah. And I just came up to Lincoln. Was that just last month? Spent the day with you. And yeah, like literally one of those friendships that I'm like, okay, God, like you totally providentially. It's wild that we've stayed connected. Yeah. 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 Because we never were really in the same like circles or anything. No. But yeah, it is wild. And I was even thinking about that like a couple days ago, just like what a gift it is that it's just wild like that i guess is the gift of social media yeah like you did and like yeah you can stay connected yeah but and feel like you still know what's going on in people's lives Mm -hmm. no totally yeah yes that is one thing i miss about it okay tell us the quick gist about yourself yes quick gist um so i live in lincoln i've lived i moved there eight years ago i used to live in omaha for a while Um, you grew up in omaha Yes. Yeah. Yep. I grew up in Omaha. I work at City Light in Lincoln. It's um, a sister church yeah. to Providence, right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, what else? I'm the youngest of seven kids. Amazing. I am an aunt to 19 
nieces and nephews. Amazing. I think I counted that right. Amazing. That's a quick gist about myself. I love it. Yeah. Can you tell us about when you came to know and follow Jesus? Yes. So I was a very young child when um, I surrendered my life to Christ. I grew up knowing about Jesus. Um, the I think the blessing of growing up in a Christian home is I don't have any memories um, that I didn't know that I like mm. needed Jesus. My grandpa actually shared the gospel with me. He at the time was um, he had cancer. I didn't know this, and he shared the gospel with me, and he just like shared it very simply. And a couple of months later, he actually ended up passing mm. away. Um, and I remember like sitting at his funeral note, like thinking about the gospel that he had like, he just was like, Naomi, you need a savior. And, and he like explained it in, he was like, if you're disobedient to your parents, like he just did it in such a way that was like so simple. Mm. And like, it's just so profound that as a child, like you can understand the gospel at such a young age. Like I was like five. Wow. And so, yeah, the same month that he passed away, I surrendered my life to Christ. Wow. Um, I remember telling my dad that I knew I needed a savior and I knew that my disobedience to, I didn't obviously say disobedience, but (laughs) when I didn't obey mom and dad, like I knew that it made me need a savior. So, Mm, cool. Yeah. What has it looked like since then? Have you been through seasons where you weren't walking with the Lord? Mm -hmm. What is, yeah, what is the latest season looked like? Kind of, yeah, kind of walk us through that. Yeah. So I obviously went through, I don't think I went through ever a season that I wasn't like walking with Jesus. I've always obviously been imperfectly following Jesus. Um, I went through like a, a, when I was 17, I kind of um, did question my faith, but it was in a way that um, I continued to read my Bible through that season. Mm. And the Lord really like built a very sturdy foundation Mm. on of just his in my walk, because I think that is something that um, when you grow up in a Christian home, your faith is not really yours until you grab hold of it. And so even mm. just like wrestling through doubts of, okay, why don't we do these things and not like, why don't we get drunk? Why don't we party? Why don't yeah. we do all these things? Not based on your parents' mm. faith, but on my own. Totally. Um, and so I went through like a season where I, yeah, I just like had all of those questions and I knew that my relationship with Jesus wasn't strong enough on its own. Mm. Um, because I hadn't like built those things. So then even just like reading the Bible and going to the word to build that foundation and not like allow other people's faith to be what I was standing on. Totally. So, yeah. Um, and even like now I think I'm in a season where I am just so, I just see my need for grace Mm. every season that I've gone through. I like, it's crazy because I just see myself for how flawed I am. Yeah. And how much I need grace. Yeah. And you would think like you'd be like in our humanity yeah. and in our pride, like we're like, well, aren't we getting better? Yeah. Like, no, I feel like I'm getting worse. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of, have you seen that graphic that is like, so picture a line and like the cross getting bigger as mm-hmm. the line goes. Yes. And there's like a, um, a line going upward and then a line going downward. And it's yeah. like, as you grow in your knowledge of God's holiness and who God is, yeah. you are also becoming increasingly aware of your lack thereof, your imperfections, mm-hmm. your flaws, your yeah. sin. But as the cross gets bigger and you, and you're realizing how sinful you are, 
you're still living victoriously. You're not like, yeah. oh my gosh. And and I know that you're not this way. Like you're not yeah. like, gosh, I'm just the worst. Cause I, I know you, you're living in, oh my gosh, I am the worst. Mm-hmm. And praise Jesus that when God looks at me, he sees the righteousness of yeah. Jesus and oh I'm victorious. Gosh. But yeah, it is crazy how the more we know about God, his yeah. holiness, his perfection, that yeah. we do become aware of like, yeah. whoa, yeah, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah, like, absolutely I'm not. pretty mm-hmm. terrible. I'm pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. But we're victors. We're yeah. victorious. Yeah. And I think even something that I've like become really passionate about like communicating is how flawed because I think there's like a a huge temptation to look put together in the Christian yeah. world um, and just even like in your relationship with Christ and it's so easy for people to like look into your relationship and be like oh my gosh like she reads her Bible yeah. perfectly or um, she's walking with Jesus and like she's got so much like joy or whatever yeah. and I wish I'm glad that only Jesus sees how real, like how flawed I am because praise God that he sees and he still loves me. Mm -hmm. But like I am 1000% not put together at all. Yeah. And, and just like for, because of the grace and compassion of Christ, like he sustains and he keeps. And the only reason that I am like walking with Jesus, you know, yeah. Years later after meeting him is because he has like kept his hand yeah. on me. Like even mm. I was reading Psalm 139 this morning and it's like your hand is upon me. Yeah. And because of Christ, like we are what we are. And yes. because of Christ, we are saved from what we are, you mm. know, and because his hand is upon us. Yeah. And that's just like, oh my yes. gosh, praise God. It's literally on us. Yeah. It Like he's encircled us mm-hmm. and it's on us. It's not just like, Oh, he's over there or he's far off, just like an upset grandpa in the sky. No, like his hand is on you. Like he's Mm -hmm. a loving father. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So what does it look like for you? What does following Jesus in the day to day look like? Yes. So I try imperfectly to um, read my Bible every morning. Um, My day to day looks probably very different than even what it used to look like like four months ago yeah. when I was working at a bank. Yeah. Um, now I work for a church. So uh, yeah, I try and get up a couple hours before I go to work, um, drink a whole bunch of coffee, try and get in the word I'm doing. Um, right now I am reading the Bible chronologically. Cool. Which I've done one other time and I really loved it. Yeah. Um, so doing that. I recently got very behind on it and had to read like the entire book of Joshua. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then I go to work, which is very different. I'm in the middle of doing a worship residency. So my day looks a lot like listening and learning a lot of music um, Mm -hmm. that we are doing at the church. And even I think something that I try and practice is not practice but walk-in is Mm -hmm. just like I'm a very much internal processor Mm -hmm. and I can kind of get in my brain a lot I a lie that I deal with a lot is that um I am a victim and so like if something happens during the day I can just kind of internalize that lie a lot and so recently I've just been praying a lot through when I think that or when I feel myself giving over to a lie that I've struggled with in the past wrestling through that and and in my head um having like the the mental image of pushing it hmm. to the Lord cool um because 
I like left to myself, I will submit, like I'll submit myself to lies. And so, yeah, I try and do that a lot. Um, Yeah. What has that looked like for you trying not to be in your head? Do you feel like there was a moment when the Lord like brought you awareness of, hey, you're not even realizing that you're living out of these lies or you feel like that's always been the case that you're learning how to do that? I know for a certain degree, we always will be doing that till we're glorified with the Lord in heaven. But yeah, has that been a a recent thing that you're like, oh, I'm realizing that more maybe stepping into ministry or? Yeah, it's wild how stepping into ministry has literally blown so many things completely wide open just because also I think stepping into ministry like the amount of like a spiritual attack that I felt has completely increased Mm. um we actually had an identity conference uh just a couple of weeks ago and he talked about how are you living like are you living in your lies and are you living out of that space or are Mm. you acknowledging the lies that you live out of and submitting them to Christ and trying to change. Mm. So it's actually been, I think in the last couple of years, I've realized how I can just be so emotional Mm. um, and live out of emotion and live like just in my head, like I overthink stuff um, and I internalize a ton of things and just like the amount of talk that happens in my brain is is crazy. Mm -hmm. But I think the Lord has awakened my the holy spirit within me has been like naomi like you're living out of like emotion with these certain lies Mm. and then the identity conference that we went to um or that we had at the church was just it it was really empowering of because of the holy spirit in you you have the power Mm. to acknowledge the lies that you're living in and change Mm. and like walk away from them Mm. and you don't have to be submitted to that and just even like the victim lie that I have lived under for such a long time there he 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 calls it like your central condemning thought um Mm -hmm. and it's just like kind of a workshop that you just like get to like what is your like number one that everything else is built Mm -hmm. off of and and that was like I had never even thought about it that way like I was like oh like I just like you know people attack me or whatever yeah which isn't true but mine would be like that I'm a victim. Wow. Um, and even just like it's been helpful to if anything comes up, like if something came up at work or in a friendship or whatever, my I didn't notice this until I like kind of processed through and we were working through like this workbook or whatever, but I kind of processed and I was like, oh my gosh, like when I have like an argument with someone or something happens and my first thought is like, well, they're just like, they don't like me or yeah. I'm too much for them or yeah. whatever. And that all is from just that one lie and so even that's changed the way that I like even fight day to day and just like pursuing like peace in my mind and wow yeah so cool yeah praise God yeah what is one habit you have cultivated that has changed your life reading my bible I started reading my bible when I listened to a preacher and he said that he had read his bible every day for the last like 26 years or something and I was like oh my gosh that's wild and I was 12 at the time and I was like okay God I'm gonna like no matter the season even when I don't I'm gonna try and read my Bible every day and I have not read my Bible every day since 12 but yeah reading my Bible and I think the the game changer has been reading my Bible when I don't feel like it Mm. or when I've been in a season where I felt 
like the Lord and I are like off Mm -hmm. in some way, still continuing to go to the word and letting that shape that season instead Mm -hmm. of my feelings that were not okay or that I'm in like a dry season. Um, I think the temptation when you're in a dry season or when you're low or when you just like don't even feel like it, it's really easy to just not read your Bible. Yeah. And I understand that. And I've gone through those seasons, Mm -hmm. but allowing going to the word to let it shape your heart in that season because Mm -hmm. everyone's going to go through dry seasons. Not, it's not because you're a bad Christian, you're a bad Christian or whatever. Everyone goes through hard seasons. Um, but still reading the word and getting in the word has really shaped my life and shaped when I look back on those seasons. Um, specifically I went through a really hard season with, um, health stuff back in 2018 and I look back on that season and it was, I was diagnosed with a heart condition and I was in a lot of pain and doctors couldn't really figure out why. And I just remember that season very differently because I was reading through the Psalms every day mm. and just like crying over the word mm. and not understanding why I was in so much pain, yeah. but allowing that to like shape seasons of hard has completely changed my life. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things too, where building that habit that discipline Mm -hmm. up in the quote-unquote good seasons or like building that habit up right now like starting today if that's you like starting to read God's word today and building that habit and discipline so that when not if but when the hard seasons of suffering come you have built up that muscle to hopefully God willing keep keep diving into his word and pursuing that habit like hopefully it'll be a habit you know it's already been built up yeah 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 and that and even just allowing because everyone there's a book i don't remember who it's by but it's called dark night of the soul and it's not it's not if but when Mm. your dark night happens or when your dry season happens like that is the lord is the only one that is going to sustain you yeah and and reading about his heart can shape how you walk through that and not even walking through. I just, I I remember so many times where like, I just went to the word and it was such a like comfort and Mm. balm to like a hurting heart. Yeah. And the Lord just shaped me through his word. And Mm. yeah. I love that. Yeah. What is the lie that you've believed that God has had to, or maybe still is uprooting in your heart? Um, He still is uprooting the lie that I am a victim to my circumstances or things that have happened to me and one that he has uprooted is that I am unseen by him and overlooked reading through the old testament again it's been I love reading through the old testament because it is tangible evidence like you're holding it in your hands Mm. how God has been faithful through the ages and even I think it's Hagar um that she's the first one that says that you are the God who sees me. Like she's the first person in the Bible that Mm. puts a name on him, I think is how it is. And so even just like the Lord uprooting the lie that I am unseen by him has been long. Mm. Um, And I know it's probably also, it's like typical youngest child, like Mm. feel that way. But just knowing that I'm like walking in the light of the gospel and that God's eye is on me as his precious child, And that that's probably also has to do with like feeling like a victim. But yeah, he has uprooted that and just even like feeling victorious over that lie mm-hmm. in the last couple of years of cool. knowing that I am seen by the creator, by the king of kings. And and yeah, that's mm. that has been uprooted. 
Praise God. Yeah. Also, I wanted to say that, so I'm looking currently at like the Google Doc that has the questions on it and mm-hmm. Naomi is too and we're both mm-hmm. looking at it and she's like put some notes on it and I meant to say this after the last question, but mm-hmm. in lots of these, I just want to touch on in lots of these questions, basically her starting answer to each of them is like when she had, when the question was, what does following Jesus in the day to day look like for you? She, her first answer was very flawed. And then her other answers. And then what is one habit you've cultivated that has changed your life? I imperfectly read my Bible. I just wanted to touch on that and say that and just remind whoever's listening how imperfect, how flawed we are. And, And maybe it's easy to even think, oh, Naomi works in a church, so surely she's just like a better Christian or doing a better, being a better Christian than me or, oh, Maddie has this podcast and loves the Lord. Like she's probably just a better Christian Mm -hmm. and that could not be further from true. It is, it is level ground at the foot of the cross. And the, um, like Naomi was saying, the amount of days that I've chose not to read my Bible Mm -hmm. or I wasn't disciplined or I chose to walk in sin and not choose humility or X, Y, Z and be obedient. Like I just want to say it so explicitly yep. that we are all the same the sinners in need of a savior. And we yeah. have been saved. Me and Naomi have been mm-hmm. saved by God's grace. Yeah. And so we do get to walk Lord. victoriously. We're not enslaved to our sin anymore. But I just wanted to, I had a conversation with someone a couple of days ago. Um, it was a young gal that I met and I can't remember what she said to me, but s- she was excited to meet me yeah. because of uh, Mac and Benj and, and was so sweet. And I was just like, I'm actually not that great. Or like, I just want to pause you and like, let you know that I'm, I'm super unimpressive and I'm not that great. And I just sinned against my friend last week. Like I did X, like, you know, and I'm walking and by God's grace being transformed by his transforming grace and the work of Jesus on the cross. Um, But we're, we're all the same. I just happened to that the Lord happened to gift me this podcast. I get to talk to Naomi and Naomi, he gifted her and yeah. called her into the church. So wherever yeah. you are called or, yeah. or if you're just starting to walk with the Lord, just know that it's level ground at oh the foot gosh. of the cross and it always yeah. will be. And yeah. we are s- imperfect sinners or the grace saved by grace. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. What's mm. the best advice you've ever received? Um, Probably from, I was actually thinking about this on the drive here. I was like, I could literally like just quote my mom for mm, cool days. But my yeah, best advice I've ever gotten is from my mom. Um, she told me to never stop pursuing Jesus and the church, the bride of Christ and godly community. Mm. Um, yeah, I think even within that, um, there was a ton of she always like said, never assume, you know, what your community is thinking um, mm. towards like you always like stop and have a conversation with them because it's so easy for people to just like be like oh my gosh they hate me or yeah whatever things like that she always was like you don't know what people are thinking um have a conversation stop Mm, that's really helpful yeah especially because like with pursuing godly community the the kingdom of darkness doesn't want you to be united yeah with your brothers and sisters um and the number one way, like I remember hearing the other day about the heyday that, that the devil can have when people are assuming the worst about people. Um, yeah. Just like wow. in your mind. Yeah. So, and especially I'm sure maybe men 
deal with this to some degree, but I don't know. My husband, I don't think they really do as much. Yeah. <laughs> women were like, oh my gosh, women. women, we, yeah, we tend to want the approval more, especially of other women. And yeah, it's so easy to assume the worst mm-hmm. or that someone thinks in our cases, you're yeah. too much or you're this yeah. or you're that. And yeah. I love that advice by your mom. Don't yeah. assume you know what they're thinking. Yep. And my friend, Abby, I had her on the podcast, gosh, a long time ago, and she talked about checking checking people's assumptions or check mm-hmm. your own assumptions. So like just asking a friend, hey, can I can I check my assumptions? Yeah. I felt like this is going on. That could just be an assumption. And they might squash yeah. it and say, oh, not at all. Or they might say, yeah. oh, actually, that's right. And I have felt this way. But either way, I mean, you're pursuing unity, reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the enemy yeah. wants the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. He does. And even just, I think we can so easily fall under the thinking of like, especially with women, that it's just so easy for the devil to just be accusing your sister in your brain. Yeah. You know, of like, not even like you were wrong, yourself was wrong, but just like accusing your sister of like, she has these negative emotions towards you or whatever that looks like. And just even, and I failed at this so many times, but if you come at like pursuing godly community and like i'm just never going to assume that i know what they're thinking about me yeah. and then obviously falling and failing in yeah. that but if you come at it like okay I'm, I'm just like gonna try my best to never assume that i know what they're thinking about yeah. me because nine times out of ten you're always wrong anyways totally and then the Lord showing me, showing me, mm-hmm. stop thinking so much about yourself. Like you're yeah. thinking, yeah. they're not thinking about you. Sometimes they are. Don't get me wrong. Like sometimes yeah. you want to check your assumptions and obviously yeah. have like good conversations, you know? Yeah. And, but most of the time the Lord's like, you're just in your pride. You're just staring at yourself and so worried if what they're thinking, you're actually free from th- having to think about that all the time. Like yep. if you are out for man's approval, you're not a servant of me. And so that's freeing in itself. Yeah. So just there's and so even, many layers. And even if you think about it, like how many times has like a girl or anyone come up to you and been like, hey, like I was thinking this, like, are you like mad at me? And like, how many times are you, me myself to completely like shock? Like, what? No, I wasn't even thinking that. Totally. You know, so like it's obviously 100%. happening. 100%. That happens Ugh. to me so many times. Enemy, but. be gone. Yeah. Okay. Something you're passionate about is living as an act of worship. So talk mm-hmm. to us about that. Yeah, one of my favorite favorite quotes, and it's unfortunate that I don't remember who said it. Um, Shout out whoever said it. Yeah, uh, is the problem with a living sacrifice is that it can, since it's alive, it can crawl off the altar. Um, hmm. So where is that verse? Is that, I don't know. But like uh, your life is a living sacrifice. Yeah, I don't know so, what it is. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite quotes. Sorry that I don't remember who said it. Um, but wow. so I need to think about that. Say yeah. it again. Okay. So the problem with a living sacrifice is that it's alive. So it yeah. can crawl off the altar. So us, we yep. could, so we, we can, say our lives are yep. a living sacrifice, yep. but we could crawl. Okay. But wow. Because we are alive, we can crawl off the altar. Whew. Yeah. Um, and so even with my job, um, for those of you who don't know, I am a worship resident. And so what is that even like? What is your what is your, how do you, how do you say that like worship is your job? Yeah. Um, when all of our lives are supposed to be an act of worship. Mm. Um, and so many people hear worship and think like, okay, it's Sunday morning when the music's going. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is so much more a posture of 
during your week is your life, it does my life look like? Is my heart posture living in a way that's worshiping the Lord? Hmm. And I think even with what my job is, I've been thinking about that a lot more cool. because it's um, worship is like so much more than singing. Yeah. Worship is the way that you're living your life like mm. Monday until Sunday morning at nine or cool. whenever you go to church. It's obviously Sunday morning when yeah. you're when you're lifting your hands and like praising the Lord through music, but it's so much more than music. Mm. It's the way that you are pursuing Christ in your day to day mundane. No one sees yeah is your heart like i want to worship the lord yeah. with yeah give the us blank. some tangible give yeah. us some tangible I, I can think of some too give us some yeah. tangible ways that of in your day-to-day mundane yeah that. i just even think like the way that is the way that i am even talking to you right now yeah is my heart like i don't want to make naomi known i want to yeah. make Christ known and the the grace of Jesus and the finished work of Christ on the cross has so marked my life that Mm. I want to be a recipient of the gospel even to you my friend that Mm. knows the gospel and is living under the gospel but to be like that is the way that my life is pointing towards and don't look at me yeah but look at oh my gosh like I am standing and rooted in the gospel and that's what saved me. And that's even why I can talk about this. Like by the grace of God, I am a citizen of, you know, America and we have religious freedom and that's for like by the grace of Christ. And, um, and even just the way that I am spending my time, like meeting with women or, preparing for a Sunday morning gathering, Mm. am I doing it in a way that is revealing of Christ's cross? Or am I doing Mm. it in a way that's like pushing Naomi further out Mm. when Naomi's not great? Jesus is wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love that. And I even think of like me at home with Mm -hmm. my two young kids living as an act of worship. Am I, while I'm making them their 20,000th meal of the day, Just yeah. kidding, they only eat three. But while I'm making their <laughs> first one of the day, second one of the day, am I, yeah, am I doing it out of mm-hmm. a place of love yeah. um, for the Lord and then for them? And yeah. am I doing it worshipfully yeah. and joyfully yeah. as I'm cleaning off their sticky hands? Yeah. And yeah. 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 And I even think like for, for so I, um, live with my roommate ashley shout out ashley shout out um hey ash i i even thought about it um a lot recently of the way that i live with my roommate is it like worshiping christ by like i'm called to serve Mm -hmm. my roommate like i'm called to serve my coworkers. i'm called to um lay my life down for the men and women that are around me Mm -hmm. and in even like small ways of like this is such a small thing doing both of our doing both of our dishes like that is an act of worship yes because i am called to like lay my life down Mm -hmm. for ashley and in the day and age that we're like living there's so much like just like don't like think about other people like and get ahead do you yeah, yeah yeah and just like you you stay in your lane, which I think that there's godly wisdom in staying in our lane. Yeah, but also in this case scenario, in this yeah, case, yeah, yeah, like, sir, like 
an act of worship mm-hmm. literally for Christ is serving my roommate and like laying my life down for her yeah, and serving and laying my life down for the church. And how does that look? Like sometimes like that's literally picking up the trash in the auditorium. Yeah. You know, like all of these things because we're not first. Yeah. We're supposed to place ourselves in last position. Yeah. So there's no job that is too small. Yeah. Like, yes. My friend Caleb Plunsky, I think he was talking about marriage specifically when he said this quote when I had him on the podcast but I was like that actually just pertains to all of Christianity Mm -hmm. Christianity is a constant race to the back of the line yes and I love that oh my gosh just to put it into that perspective like yeah let's race to the back of the line oh my gosh like how freeing too like I could let's do it yeah oh my gosh I love that Okay, another thing you're passionate about is living committed to staying in godly community. So talk to us about that and why it's important and what has that looked like for you? Yeah, yeah. Living committed to staying in godly community is probably, I would say, the second thing, like habit that has completely shaped and formed my Mm. life. Um, And growing up in the church, you can take it really for granted, but staying committed committed to godly community is probably harder than reading your bible every day yeah um i I agree because there is nothing like humanity is messy yeah um and you were just talking about it before we recorded this yeah it's it's so messy and and the reality is that if you go to church and if you are in godly community you are going to get hurt yep because you are committing to messy, sinful men and women, mm-hmm. and you are also going to hurt people. Yep. Um, and obviously, like, strive to not. Yeah. Um, strive for unity always. But in our imperfection and in our flawed state, we're going to be hurt and we are going to hurt, whether it's just like so little of things. Like, obviously, um, we were just even talking about like, I am horrible on my phone. Like, I am the worst mm-hmm. texter backer ever so if i haven't texted you back super sorry shout out to you <laughs> <laughs> um but like even that's like such a little no, example totally. obviously but like that hurts people yeah. um and living in godly community and staying committed to godly community is going to like hurt and it's going to challenge you and shape you and but like that's where that's where you're called to live yeah um you're called to live with men and women that are going to encourage you yeah. and exhort you and push you towards the Lord and push you towards like, Hey, red flag, this yeah. is happening, you know? And then those people are also gonna, they're going to fail you. Yeah. But staying committed to no matter what. Um, and it's going to look different. Yeah. Seasons change. Um, yeah. It's going to look different for everyone. Yes. But I think something that shaped my life is man, like friendships, hurt obviously but with jesus someone uh my uncle said to me a long time ago when i was fighting with my one of my cousins i we were like 15 and he said two humble people have nothing to fight about whoa oh my gosh i just got slapped across yeah. the face isn't the that wild and i think about that probably once i'm it- rubbing my eyes stressed <laughs> like i'm like stressed rubbing my eyes like oh my gosh. yeah i wish oh. this is just yeah it's I think about that specifically probably every day. Like, wow, that is so true. Two humble people never mm-hmm. have anything to argue about. So yeah, like, are you coming at community mm-hmm. humbly? Or are you coming at community like wanting, like, what are they yeah. going to like give you? Yeah. Because 
yeah, we're all flawed. And yes, even com- even coming to community knowing like I have I have nothing. Like yeah. is just so like freeing. Yeah. You're not perfect. No one's perfect. Yeah. So let's just all acknowledge that. Yes. And- yeah. And I think sometimes and I've probably done this in the past in my life too. People step into a community or they're trying to get involved in say a city group or small group or like mm-hmm. a college ministry and they step in with the mindset, what can these people give me? Yep. How and rather than I'm called to step into community and to serve these people like we just talked about and lay my life down. Mm-hmm. And even though we're totally are been talking about how it's like really hard and it is, mm-hmm. it's also so beautiful and yeah. so many pros. Yeah. It's oh like the gosh. Lord knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. scripture. Yeah. It's like God knows mm-hmm. exactly what like we need to be in community with people you know, to be all those things that you said, encouraging, exhorting each other, confessing sin to one another to help yep. us fight sin and fight temptation to help yep. um, with accountability and mm-hmm. so many pros. I can't imagine life without my godly community. Yeah. Because also, I mean, don't even get me started on when you have babies or go through surgeries or go through sickness and people are just laying down their life to bring you yep. food or to give you this or do you need someone to watch your kids like because they're living the same call you are to lay their life down for you like it's so beautiful and so messy and hard and so worth it 100 percent. yeah yeah and just even the reminder of like again i'll never say this enough but like our hope is not in like people's perfection but in christ's perfection Mm. and when we're going to community to never be hurt we're going, we're seeking out community for the wrong reason. Mm. Um, because the only one that's never going to fail us yeah. is Jesus. And the only one that's, that's never going to fail us is Christ and his grace and his compassion and his mercies. They never fail and they're new every morning. So we need to put our expectations on godly community in the right order that yeah. Christ is never going to hurt us. I mean, it's yeah. going to hurt to follow him, but he's never going to be the, he's the only one that's yeah. never going to fail. He's going to keep all of his promises. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And we can't be surprised by each other's sin. Yeah. Like, I think we've talked about this on the podcast. Maybe mm-hmm. I just talk about it with my friends, but like, I'm not surprised by your sin, Naomi. You're not surprised by mine, mm-hmm. but, and, and then I was also just talking about this with Kim legend. If you know Kim, she works at Providence and mm-hmm. I just got to see her walking into this building and we, we try even on this podcast, probably innately in our sin. Part of me wants to put a nice little bow mm-hmm. around my life. I think like in our sin, we each kind of innately try to do that. Oh, don't show them this sin or like mm-hmm. no one's going to know about this. Yeah. Like what? Cause they might run. They might cast me out. I mean, we believe these lies, you know, but the freedom of saying I'm a sinner. Yep. I don't have much to offer. I'm mm-hmm. unimpressive. Here are all my flaws. Here's where I need help. Mm-hmm. That's just the beauty of the vulnerability of healthy yeah. community. Yeah. God, godly yeah. community. Yeah. And just even a reminder that for whoever's listening, like, in your flawed fallen state like there is a seat at his table for you Mm -hmm. um and like grace has so like the grace and compassion of christ has so marked my life because i like something that i struggle with in my story a lot is there has been so many times where i've fallen and i've failed and the lie in my head is like naomi you grew up in a christian home you knew Mm -hmm. better and so even like grace for like the believer needs as much grace as the lost. Mm. And there is no matter where you are, 
within godly community, there's a seat for you. You're welcome. Yeah. The kingdom is being advanced and it is not going to fail or succeed because you feel like a failure. Like mm-hmm. you are not a failure yeah. because of Christ's victory. Um, you are a victor mm-hmm. and you are a conqueror and yeah. you are welcome. There's a seat mm-hmm. for everyone at the Lord's table. I love that. Yeah. All right. So talk to me about godly and Christ honoring boundaries. Oof. I feel like we like talking about this. I'm yeah. like, boundaries is like such a buzzword. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, this is, such a huge topic. Um, a couple of years ago, I started going to um, a counselor, and we talked about we talk about um, boundaries a ton, and just that um, boundaries are actually for um, the person that places them in their life. Therefore, to make your life like more abundant and mm. not more restricted, mm. and just that they're are godly boundaries that need to be pursued in every circle of your life. So whether it's family, um, friendships, relationships, uh, your church, all those things. But I think where it kind of goes off the rails is people can place boundaries with quotation marks um, that are in such a way that protects them from being seen and being known by anyone. Mm. And that's where you're going too far to one side yeah. and then there's the other place where you have none and people just can literally like wreck your life with one yeah. word because there's no rails for which they have to stay in on yeah. like speaking into your life. Um, and so even a really small example is um, like a boundary that I have with my phone specifically um, is I don't have serious conversations after 10 o'clock to try and pursue that. And that's a boundary that I have had to place in my life because um, another thing that my, um, I don't remember who said this, but they're like nothing, no good conversations happen after. They said midnight, but I think. I'm going to raise it to <laughs> nine or 10. <laughs> Go like nine or 10. Maybe once it gets dark. Yeah. Um, But I think that's, but yeah, boundaries are really hard mm-hmm. to set in place because also another thing that I used to come to Omaha all the time um, to hang out with my family, mm-hmm. um, which was really, really good for like my family, but my, like my family life, it was good, but my personal life back in Lincoln was really suffering. Yeah. Um, because I was like, obviously it's a commitment to come to Omaha. It's an hour drive both yeah. ways. So if you come Thanks here, for being here, no, here, well, <laughs> I love coming here. Um, but I my personal life was really suffering because I was doing such a commitment to coming to Omaha all yeah. the time to like hang out with my family, which that's really good. That's a good yeah. thing. Family time is wonderful, incredible. Mm-hmm. But I I don't live here anymore. Yeah. Um and so even like, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come back to Omaha every single weekend. Yeah. I'm gonna choose to stay and hang out with my friends mm-hmm. um and be committed to my my community that's back in Lincoln um but that was really hard Mm -hmm. to even um set in place because even like obviously my parents are here and I love seeing my parents and that's been like like I know that it's really hard for my mom Mm -hmm. that I don't come like get to come back as often as I would love to see her and that's been like a painful thing Mm -hmm. but also we both know that we're like 
committed to the lives that we have in our cities. Yeah. Um, But things like that, I just like you pursue boundaries for abundance and Mm. not, I love that. And not to like restrict your life. Um, And even some boundaries that I have with just like topics that I don't talk to certain people about because like where, what is that going to lead to? Mm -hmm. You know, what is out of that conversation? Is there going to be unity? Yeah. Because the only thing that Jackie Hill Perry says this the only hill I am willing to die upon is the hill of Calvary. Mm-hmm. And so I there's no topic other than salvation that I think is worth arguing about. Yeah. So what is, yeah, you know, what's the point of having this conversation mm-hmm. when this party and this party are never going to agree. Yeah. And so there's like, that's an, another boundary that I cool. practice a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that. Some, one of my friends, I haven't read the book boundaries, but have you read I, it? I, I, made it halfway through it's a it's a heavy read okay yeah okay well hopefully you did okay well hopefully i'm gonna read it soon but a friend i was talking to a friend just about some boundaries that i had made in my own life and boundaries are hard right Mm -hmm. because as we were just talking before like christianity is a race to the back of the line i want to lay my down lay down my life for my brother and sister in christ and also jesus had boundaries jesus Mm -hmm. was fully man and fully God, and he had to go away. We read in the scriptures, he had to go away to the mountain Mm -hmm. to pray and be with the Father by himself. Jesus had boundaries, so we for sure need boundaries, because we're not God. He was fully God and fully man. And there was kind of a boundary that I had to to place in my life and felt led to place in my life, Mm -hmm. and I was nervous at how the person was going to respond because yeah, I didn't want them to like be hurt by this like boundary. And my friend said that in the book, it said how people respond to your boundaries Mm -hmm. is their heart issue or not issue, but like that is their heart, not problem, but you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something that their heart, that they're going to have to walk. Yeah. They'll have to walk through that with the Lord and process through how they feel about your boundaries. Cause we get to pursue the Lord and, ask him where boundaries are needed. Or again, mm-hmm. like you said before, okay, Lord, show me where I'm just self-protecting. Cause I can yeah. totally do that. I can totally self-protect. But what I've found, I'm sure you found this too. Yeah. I feel like in the last, probably specifically two years, pretty much like you just said, oh my gosh, when I have these boundaries, mm-hmm. I I feel so much healthier in the mm-hmm. Lord. I feel so much more restful. I do get to feel the abundance of the Lord and of life. Yeah. I'm not like scratching and clawing at like yeah. just trying to crawl my way through life. Now, will there be like tough seasons where like there are some things that the Lord's like, hey, lay down your life right here and you're, like, yeah. you're going to be exhausted or this. Yeah. Yes. And also, so we get to ask him, we get to mm-hmm. follow his lead and yep. still have boundaries. There'll probably, there's never going to be a time that he's like, have no boundaries. Yeah. Like that's just not yeah. reality. <laughs> yeah. It's just been, yeah. So helpful to yeah, yeah place specific boundaries and even mm-hmm. like some specific boundaries that I've placed in my life. My closest people know those boundaries, like mm-hmm. specifically like phone boundaries. My closest people know when my phone is off, yeah. you know? And so Jess Connolly, this was a long time ago, um, the Lord really used this quote to free me up. Mm. Jess Connolly said, true humility is not accessibility. Mm. That's good. And that was like really freeing wow. for me because I think I was starting to believe that true humility was accessibility. Yeah. And I was becoming very drained and wow. um, stretched thin because I'm a human. Mm-hmm. And so I think 
specifically just on like social media when I was on it and I'm not currently on it, but like when I was on it, I was like, I had had a bad experience. Long story short, I'd had a bad experience on social media with a few different um, Christian quote unquote influencers, if you will, when mm-hmm. we were starting Mac and Bench a couple of years ago, I was reaching out to some people. Hey, would you share about this? Like trying to share about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of sweet Christians responded back, like super graciously, super sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were just a few that like their response, I felt just like so small and so mm. like less than than them. So not that they had to yeah. say yes to what I was saying. Some people yeah. responded and they were like, oh my gosh, I like, thank you so much for reaching out. Like that is so awesome. I yeah. don't have the capacity to right now or in my availability. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, totally get it. You know, yeah. boundaries, they have boundaries. Like great, yeah. totally get it. But there were a few responses that I was like, oh my gosh, I felt so small and less than because they are, mm. have all these followers or, you know, and yeah. and I remember just thinking to myself, I never want anyone to feel that way. Like I never want, like, cause we are all on a level ground at the foot of the cross, yeah. it's level ground. I never want anyone to feel that way, no matter if I have five followers or 10,000 followers or whatever. And so yeah. I wanted to make sure that I was accessible, quote unquote, like yeah. on Instagram specifically. And that's just n- not in my current season of life, being a stay at home mom, that wasn't the lane he was calling me into. Yeah. So that might be someone's lane he's calling you into or yeah. maybe. And, but he was just very clearly showing me, Hey, you have like humility and accessibility mess. Like, th- like yeah. those wow. aren't, those do not coincide. And when I read that it was immediate freedom from the Lord. Like, Hey, this is what you've been believing. And it's, wow. it's not correct. It's yeah. not true. And this is why you're feeling these, like this drained way, this like striving way, because you're, you can't that you need yeah. to set a boundary yeah. and wow. by God's grace, he just led me to hop off entirely. No. <laughs> <laughs> but literally when people are asking me lately, Hey, how's yeah. this break of social media been? The one thing that I'm, that the Lord's shown me is that having boundaries around mm-hmm. accessibility has been very freeing and sweet because wow. That's awesome. We weren't meant to know yeah. 9,000 people, Mm-mm. right? And not that, and he's totally made me an extrovert and I love all the people, yeah. but he's, he's really showing me, Hey, here are the lanes I have you in your church, you know, mm-hmm. these friendships that like, yeah. it's, it can't be an endless number of people yeah, because be I can't, I won't be able to have those relationships. Well, that he has called me to that. He yeah. had the people that he has called me to disciple the people that I'm yeah close yeah. with. And so that's been yeah wildly freeing for me to realize that wow that's awesome yeah Yeah. and I think even just a huge boundary that I mean I will I will say that needs to be learned and practiced by everyone is saying no yeah and like the freedom yeah to say no because if you're saying yes to everything your yes goes down in value Mm. because not because your yes is less valuable but you can't say yes to everything. Yeah. And so if you just keep saying yes and you keep saying yes, like you're you're spreading yourself out so thin. Yeah. And it actually is like a godly practice to practice saying no and then not feeling guilty about it. Yeah. Because I just think one a verse that's like completely shaped my life. Um and I it's shaped my life and I can't even remember where it's at, but um is as far as it is for me, like be at peace with all men. Um, and then there's also a couple of times that Paul talks about pursuing a quiet life. Yes. Um, and that is like so challenging to me because I, yeah, I'm extroverted and I love the noise. Like, yeah, I, I, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's 
how the Lord has created me, but it has shaped my life to, to view my pursuit, like God pursuing a godly life for Naomi looks like staying in my lane and pursuing Mm. a quiet, dedicated life to Christ. And Mm. that looks like me having to say no to certain things. Yeah. Um, Because I know that even like practicing Sabbath, like you Sabbath to like stop and know that like I can't, but God can. Yeah. And yeah. And Sabbathing looks like acknowledging that. Yeah. Because I can't do anything on my own, but God can do everything. And so that looks like, okay, I can't say yes to everything. And I want my yes to be really valuable. And if I'm saying yes to something, that means I'm saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. So am I dedicated to like pursuing a quiet life of saying yes to what God's leading me to say yes Yes. to and no to the things that God's saying. Yeah. Like name say no to this and then not feeling guilty about it. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that comes with, as you pursue the Lord, he shows you those lanes, right? So like he's, as I'm pursuing the Lord, he's been crystal clear, especially on these last however many months. Hey, these are the specific lanes I have you in, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and you can't be in 30 lanes. And so your lane, whoever's listening, it's going to look different than Naomi and I's lanes, whatever. Yep. He, maybe he did is calling you to say on social media. I will say one thing with anything. He never calls you to a lane that's going to lead you to sin. Yeah. So I was chatting with one person one time that was like, I know I, I can't take breaks from social media because I'm called to social media. Mm. And like we we're talking about it being an idol. And I was like, well, you'd need still boundaries around yeah. that. Yep. To not make it an idol because the Lord's never calling you to make something an idol. He's never yeah. calling you into into sinning. Yeah. And which in anything. So that, that could be with my podcast, like, you know, boundaries around even the lanes he's called yep. us in that they don't become over himself. Yeah. Over bringing his name glory over yeah. him. But yeah, I joke. I've joked with my friends that a spiritual gift of mine is saying no, (laughs) (laughs) like legitimately. Yeah. And, but then again, I have to make sure that I'm not self-protecting. I'll go too far, (laughs) you know? So it's, again, it's always just pursuing the Lord though and letting Mm -hmm. him lead the way. Yeah. Letting his scriptures lead the way and just following his lead. If you're doing that, you can trust that he's going to lead you and show you what boundaries to set. And again, back to godly Mm -hmm. community Asking the people closest to you that are also walking with the Lord, mm-hmm. hey, I need help with this. Do you think that this needs a boundary? What do you see that maybe I don't see? Because mm-hmm. we have so many blind spots. That's another reason we walk with godly community and have mm-hmm. mentors, people that have gone before us that are walking with the Lord yeah. that we can ask questions to. And again, this wasn't all to say that I don't want to respond to anyone's Instagram message again. And I don't, mm-hmm. and I love, and that I don't want anyone to email me because I love that. Like, yeah. And I think that's been even sweet of the Lord to, like stepping off of Instagram, which is such an instantaneous thing. Mm-hmm. So to anyone listening, I love when you email me, please don't not email me. It's yeah. so sweet. But that boundary, even with email that you know that, you know, I might not respond to you for a week or two because also whoever's listening, I think one thing our generation believes now is that we owe people yep. instant, and people believe this, we that we owe them instantaneous responses. Mm-hmm. You don't know, oh, anyone Mm -mm. and like an instantaneous response like you can have boundaries and be healthy I was talking to a friend about um like taking a 24-hour break from your phone because I take a 24-hour break from my phone each week 
and she she was talking about how you know the you know that makes her nervous or you know she and she's even someone that's bad on her phone which made it even funnier i'm like yeah. you're not you're this would be easy for you and you'd love yeah. it but <laughs> like just her position that she's in she's like i wouldn't want anyone to feel this way or that way and hmm. actually you're free from that yeah. like we're free from like you were saying earlier of course there's a degree that i want to hopefully respond at some time <laughs> and because yeah. i'm also that seven day response rate you know yeah. but also i'm also free in some of that a lot of that too mm-hmm. of like i can turn my phone off and and know that god is still being god mm-hmm. There's no emergency besides maybe like my husband and children. And I'm usually with them when my phone's off. Like yeah. there's no emergency that I am yeah. responsible to yep. besides them possibly. Yeah. That if if something else happens with someone else, I'm not responsible to that. And, and the closest people know where to find me mm-hmm. when my phone is off typically. But like you are free to set boundaries and not need to respond to someone. And also if you're listening to this and you're the person that's like, oh, they didn't respond to me in 10 minutes. They must yeah. not like me. Ask the Lord to release you from that because that's yeah. just like not true. They probably have boundaries and are doing something that mm-hmm. has, it has nothing to do with you. Again, yeah. back to us talking earlier, how like we're always thinking about ourselves. Yeah. When I don't respond to someone in a couple hours, I'm probably not in a bad way, but I'm not thinking about you. I'm yeah. probably feeding my children mm-hmm. or you're working and yeah. you're or you're abiding with the Lord or like you just never no. So basically yeah. to free up both ends of that spectrum, Yeah, you know, yeah. and asking the Lord, Hey, give me freedom here. Show me where I need boundaries from the things in yeah. my life. Yeah. And I was thinking of a quote, Matt Chandler says this a lot of, uh, what is going to be burned down in 24 hours? That is so like, <laughs> so necessary for your attention. Yeah. Is the world really going to stop if you don't text someone back yeah. in 12 hours? Yeah. Like if you miss that phone call, if it's an actual emergency, like people are going yeah. to figure out how to get yeah. in touch with you. Yeah. But like what in your life is going to be completely burned down in 24 hours? For sure. Because if there's something that's so easily crumbled in 24 hours of you not being able to like communicate or talk or whatever, then maybe it's not as like I don't that's maybe a that's whole an other idol. conversation like maybe, yeah. yeah maybe yeah, you're that's like, a whole other you have too much weight in that even yeah because like, you're not in control yeah exactly yeah. so I think that's and always that's been good. a good reminder of like there's unless you are a mother obviously you're not most likely nothing is relying on you, you. for life yes yeah <laughs> Yes. You know, obviously your children need to be taken care of yeah. and fed. No, but totally. also yeah. they probably don't have phones. So yeah. Talk to us about being rooted. Oh, also, I got made fun of this last week. So I say rooted. I think I oh. go back and forth. Rooted. Like what's the root of it? What's the oh, root? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm, I'm going to start saying rooted. Okay. I, yeah. Talk to us about being rooted in Jesus's overwhelming compassion and grace over your life. Yeah. Side note, I think we all have words that we say different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say raccoon. People. Wait, say what do you say? Ra- Ra- raccoon. <laughs> Wait for raccoon. <laughs> yeah. I didn't ever notice. But hey, is that a raccoon? Yeah, raccoon. Okay, I'm gonna start saying raccoon. Yeah, we all have those words. Um. Yes. Yeah, so being rooted in, I think, man, I when I think about Jesus's compassion and grace over my life, I honestly like can get choked up. And I do most of the time. The other day, someone was like, oh my gosh, I was crying. Someone was like crying at church or whatever. And I was like, dude, I lead worship like almost every Sunday and I cry on stage like 
I, yeah. Jesus. I don't know how you guys do it. Great. And like not fully, just like. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's a gift <laughs> too. Praise the Lord. Jesus's like grace and compassion and love should, like it's okay if it makes you cry. Yeah. Um, Makes me cry all the time. But yeah, I think I have, after walking with Jesus for as long as I have, um, very imperfectly, I have seen the depth of my sin and how this is so kind of God that he shows me how much I need him. Mm. Um, And there's just so much freedom in being rooted in knowing like the only way I am going to make it to Lord willing, I have a couple more decades on this earth. The only way I'm going to get to the end of my race and say like, and I am looking in my savior's eyes and he says, well done, like Mm -hmm. is by the grace and compassion and mercy and patience of Christ and of God. And like the Lord pursuing me. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and people always like, there's been so many people that have said like over the years, like pursue Jesus, pursue Jesus. And that is the best advice that I can give anyone. Mm. But also like knowing that it is not your pursuit of Jesus that is going to get you to the end of your race, mm. but Jesus's unending pursuit of you no. and and the fact that I'm going to fail in my pursuit. Yeah. Like there's days when there's so many days when I wake up and I don't want to read my Bible or yeah. I just am like, man, God, like struggling with lies and Lord, like this, wor- this life is not what you've like what I thought it would look like, or even I still have a heart condition and I still am in a lot of pain every day. And that's not what I thought it was going to look like. Mm -hmm. And there's so many days where I wake up and I'm just like, man, Lord, like my body feels tired and I feel tired of having to trust that one day Mm -hmm. my body is going to be like not broken and that's not going to be until heaven. And so there's days Mm -hmm. when I wake up and I don't want to walk with Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to walk yeah. with Jesus because it's painful yeah. and it's hard. And yet like it's Jesus's hold on me mm. and his, his compassion that never fails, his yeah. mercy that never fails me and him being strong enough and his hold on me again, like even mm. that verse, Psalm 139 of his hand is on me. Yeah. It's upon me. And mm-hmm. so in those moments where I'm like, God, like my, I'm just tired yeah. and life can yeah. get to be a lot. And mm-hmm. we were not made for this earth and we were made for a kingdom to come. And so mm-hmm. walking here can be weary yeah. and it is by the grace of God that he has rooted me in him. And it is by the grace and mercy of God that the foundation of my life is is God yeah. and that's not anything that I did mm. like all glory to God yeah and that is why like it's just changed everything of yeah. like man grace is just what an overwhelming gift mm. that is not preached nearly enough mm. of like man it is by the grace of God that we are saved yeah and it is by the grace like grace is mm-hmm. such a gift yeah. and compassion and just I just, it's by the kindness of Christ that I have seen the flawed state of my flesh mm-hmm. and to see what I am being saved from every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I am saved and I'm being sanctified. Yeah. And every day I'm just like, man, God, like you have, you're saving me from so much. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Like, I am. Praise God. 
I, yeah, I need so much of Jesus. I need mm. a lot more of Jesus. I, every day, it yeah. increases. Yeah. Okay, I need some more. Uh, Lord, please help me. <laughs> okay, um, what is a piece of scripture the Lord is currently using to encourage, exhort, or convict you with lately? Yeah. Um, Psalm 139.5 mm. uh, says, You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. It's a verse that I've been talking about a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and just even the word upon um, just really has shifted and changed just my thinking of man. Like I just like see like in my head, the mental image that I see is like the Lord, like his hand upon like my shoulder, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's just yeah. like such a, that's like such a protective image that I um, yeah. can see. And then also Romans eight, one, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, yeah. Something that I've struggled with a lot in the last like four or five months mm. is um, because of my role, I am leading, like I am leading worship a lot. And so I am kind of standing in front of people. Um, and there's a lie in that I have been very attacked with every Sunday morning of like, who are you yeah. and why would, why would you be leading in this way? Like mm. why, why would you be in this mm. position? Like, who are you to be leading anyone? Like you're, you've struggled with so many things. You, you fall so many times and like, so who, who do you think you are? Um, and just like being rooted in Romans 8 1 like therefore there's no now no Mm. condemnation and I am being saved and sanctified and like because of Christ I am victorious and I am a conqueror and Mm. any thought that is condemning is not from my savior but from the father of lies Mm. um and we are all there's level ground at the foot of the cross just like you said Mm. so amen 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 I love that yeah so someone is out there listening to this and maybe for the first time thinking, I want to respond to the gospel. I want to respond to Mm. what Jesus did for my sin on the cross and raising from the grave three days later. I want to know and follow Jesus. Mm. What is a tangible next step for them? What advice do you have for them? Yeah. Um, I would say it is easy to all, all the invitation before you is to surrender, to lay down your life. And that sounds hard, but even right now, like right where you're at, the invitation before you is freedom. And Mm -hmm. in this world, surrender sounds a lot like captivity, Mm -hmm. but with Christ, surrender is true freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, And the invitation before you is all you have to do is like say yes. Mm -hmm. And walking this life is hard no matter what. And it's good and it's fun and it's joyful and it's sorrowful and there's highs and lows and peaks and valleys and all these things. But with Christ, like I have never regretted surrendering and there's been a lot of high moments in my life and a lot of low moments in my life. And yet with Jesus, my future is sure. And there is so steady and sure. And like even that's a, such a comfort to me because I'm like so all over the place, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like Same. high and low, all these yeah. things, but like Jesus is just steady ground. So the invitation before you is say yes, mm. wherever you're at. Yeah. Say yes to Christ. Even pray like right now, like, Lord, like I just surrender. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what walking with you looks like, but I'm just saying yes to yeah. you now. And then yeah, get into godly community. Find even, I think, 
it is the scariest thing to walk into a church by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, can we all just agree? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's terrifying. And I did that like a couple years ago. And I transitioned and all these things and I was walking up to um, the church doors on a Sunday morning and it is terrifying and I had been walking with Jesus for a long time and yeah. I was terrified it's always the first time's the hardest so mm-hmm. um, be brave go walk into a church by yourself and just tell someone like what you did and that you want to be connected like getting into godly community takes a ton of risk yeah and takes a lot of bravery but yeah just do it yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right to wrap up our yes. time together. We have some rapid fire questions. Oh. Keyword rapid, keyword fire. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Enneagram number eight. Favorite book all time? Uh, Hiding Place or Peace Child? Both what, highly what's recommend. Peace Child? Oh, it's so good. Um, Who's up by? Do you know? I think it's Ron Richards. Okay. Don or Ron. Um, it's about a missionary and he cool. goes to uh, a village and they have a blood child that they offer. Um, they'd never heard of Jesus and he shared the gospel with them by calling it a peace child. The whole tribe surrendered their lives to Christ, Whoa. gave up this like practice and oh my gosh. Yeah, changed wow. my life. And I also second hiding place, life changing yes. book. Oh my gosh. I love Favorite song right now. Uh, what a savior by the war within. Favorite song all time. Yeah. I can No, I like, I would say one of them is, uh, yeah. Jesus paid it all is probably one of my all time. Okay. Yeah. Favorite food. Pizza. Favorite Bible teacher to listen to? Uh, Matt Chandler or Jackie Hill Perry. Favorite podcast? Obviously this one. No, you don't have to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> the Village uh, yeah. Church Podcast. Yeah. So good. Yep. Something not many people know about you. I am extremely claustrophobic. No way. Yeah. Like... It's okay. gotten a lot better. Is this better. room okay for no, you? No, it, it's great. No, it's good. Oh, no, it is? I no, thought no. you were going to say it's like, no. No, I've been freaking out the whole time. No, um, it's like if the- <laughs> Low ceilings. Low ceilings. Okay. Yeah. It's gotten a lot better. But. Okay. What is something you are loving right now? Yeah, I was- So I'm trying- I am a big- I love taking care of plants. I'm trying to grow some cooking herbs like basil, lemon basil, chives, cool. all those things. I'm trying to do it. Cool. I Yeah, I love- I love that. Like greenery. Yeah. How can our friends listening today be praying for you? Yes. Um, I think just for a lot of protection. Um, I have felt just a a lot of um, spiritual attacks since like stepping into this new role. And yeah, just protection and wisdom. Um, And even just my, yeah, I have a heart condition like I've talked about a couple of times. And um, the... I ha- which means I have a lot of chest pain and um, mm. it seems like it's getting worse. So just like mm. wisdom on uh, next steps, yeah. medical wise. Yeah. 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 If you could just take a moment and pray for Naomi yeah. after you listen to this, we would be so grateful. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for being here, Nay. I love yeah, you so much. I love you. It's so fun. I could chat with Nay for hours on end. She truly exudes freedom in Christ and makes the people she's with feel that way too. Praying this conversation was encouraging to you today. If it was at all encouraging, would you take a moment to share this episode to your social media spaces or with your friends and family? Would you go leave a review slash rate this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast to help other people find it? I would seriously appreciate it so much. Reminder, you can subscribe to my monthly-ish newsletter and emails in this episode's description. Friends, go be bold and love big, and we will see you next time.